You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that Tag is in, tag is out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nerd to No Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. With me, as always, I have Dara and Katie. How are we doing, guys? Ahoy, Kev. Ahoy. <laughs> we're, I think we're still recovering from DCC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we like for, for, for the Nerd to No crew, we have had an absolutely stellar but busy weekend. Uh, as all of us were in attendance at Dublin City Comic Con, uh, which I think went down an absolute treat. I think that I think the guys smashed it this year. Yeah, I mean, I I think it went really really well. It was. Um, I will have to say though, full it, for journalistic integrity. Holy hell, was it busy? Mm. Yeah. Like I I will nearly say if that was your first time going to DCC, um. It's never normally like that. Like we were there on a Sunday and it was like peak. It was like it was a Saturday 1, 1 p.m., which is usually when it's the busiest. Yeah. And we were there kind of early on a Sunday. We were there before 12. Yeah, we were we were there as it was opening as well. You guys were there before it was opening. But mm-hmm. when I got there, um, it was still crazy busy. And I mean, it was so busy that weird smell came back. Um, <laughs> you only get on a Saturday at three o'clock. I'm like, oh, my God, it's back. <laughs> on a Sunday where it shouldn't be. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. Sm- smells like home. I have to say, you know, please, cons, you know, maybe look for a sponsorship of deodorant. It's not it's a bad idea. Not singling just, anyone out, of course. Just hit up Old Spice. What, no, I mean, like, there were, I was standing behind the guy and I and I could tell he hasn't showered in a very long time. <laughs> oh, so, no. I, I mean... Uh, if he had been greeted with some, you know, cleaning products, that would have been nice. Just a just a gentle mist that sprays over you as you walk. Exactly as you walk in, and I thought maybe post COVID that would have been a thing, but no, no. So that's my only criticism. No, I mean, at a certain point, though, you know, a deodorant's not going to be enough. <laughs> well, I mean, they can't just grab around the person and throw them in the shower like that's. Th- that would be a bit much, but not with that so... attitude. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do you guys remember that story a couple of weeks ago, about a year and a bit ago, where they uh they banned people in Yu-Gi-Oh conventions who didn't shower? That's fair. So basically, it was like when you go to certain Yu-Gi-Oh conventions, um, certain cards and moves are banned, right? Yeah. But they actually introduced into uh, introduced the same ban 
for people who hadn't showered. So you had to shower before you went, which I mean, that I mean, says yeah, an like, awful I, lot. I, I, to be fair, at a point, it does become a health and safety concern. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, to be honest, I I'd never been like in the convention center full stop before. Really? Yeah, just never been. Never had any reason to go before, and never got a chance to really go to cons uh, when I was working weekends for years. The one thing I will say, like I've I've been to smaller cons like in Croke Park. Mm. It's all very linear. It's all very wide open space. The convention center. It was very difficult to find things. Mm. Like things seemed to be like they were hidden away in back rooms. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I did not find the artist alley until about half four on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about that is, it's like um, it used to be out in Swords. That's how mm. long I've been going. We used to have it out in Swords, and it was all open plan, but it was a heck of a lot smaller. Now the thing about DCC is, in the convention center, it makes an awful lot of sense, but there is. Like Keen, well, I said it to Keen. Keen was like, um, oh, it's great that you have the one-way system. But that does kind of impede you going up. And I, like, to be fair, with cons, the first time, I didn't really start doing cons properly until, what, my fourth or fifth time at a convention where mm-hmm. I realized, oh, there's panels and there's like all this other stuff because you are just kind of blown away by the trade hall being on the first floor. So yeah. it, it's, it's kind of a learning experience where you start going to these and you're not really sure. DCC does the best. And I mean, it probably is the best experience you're going to get, but... You know, there are there is room for improvement, but again, I don't think I can blame that at the guys. No, know? no, no, that's that's not a not, like that's what I'm saying. This is this is something I'm leveling at the convention center. Yeah, no, the in terms of a layout. That's it. No, the convention center is it's it's just because it has that one way system as such where mm. the only way up is the escalator. And like even myself, like I've I've been going to the convention center for years, I graduated at the convention center, I know it extremely well, but it's also very annoying trying to get up those stairs because you can only go up the escalators. Yeah, and I think I, I, um, there was a queue for the escalators at the first time me and Katie were going upstairs. There was a queue for the escalator uh, the whole day. Man. A particular day. queue for the escalator. Where we were like, now nah, you know what? That's too long. Let's go for the stairs. And it felt like about three flights. And Katie was like, no, it's fine. We're, we're almost there. Just turn. It was like floor one. It was like, yeah, we, no, we, we're, go- we're getting out. We're going. <laughs> we've gone up like three or four flights and we'd only gone up one floor and we, we were passed trying to get by to the what top I- floor. We passed by what I think was about three back alley Yu-Gi-Oh duels. So it felt like we'd gone up several stories. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that's incredible. You should have you should have interviewed those people. <laughs> Legitimately. Hey, listen, no, they were deep in thought. Yeah. Oh man. It's like you know when Ron goes to the ve- in uh parks and reckon he goes to the vegan shop. I go to the supermarket the same reason people go to the zoo. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> um that's what that's what you should have done. Some or some uh, what's it? Guerrilla journalism on the back um, of the Yu-Gi-Oh duel. But the, the pandemic, the epidemic. While I did, but Yu-Gi-Oh. while I didn't get to see a whole lot of the events or the panels, just for like being way too busy and way too overwhelmed. Uh, abs- of course, I have to give an absolute thank you and a shout out to anyone who came to our panel. The literally everything is wrestling and contributed suggestions. You guys make that panel what it is and make it what fun it is. Absolutely. And you know also, what's... also just to people who like came up to us and said hi as well, like you know, yeah. people who recognized us and came over. That was really nice too. It mm. Absolutely was. It, it's you know that kind of panel specifically. You know, as you said, it wouldn't. It's not possible without people. Like I mean, it is, but it's a lot less fun. I think that was <laughs> that's the most successful. But it's literally fun. just a classic lecture. <laughs> yeah, then it's just a classic lecture, and it's like that's fine for me, but maybe not for everybody else. Um, but no, I mean, I think we had about 30, 40 people come up, ask questions, mm. which is crazy. 
Um, and so, some I mean, people yeah. came up more than once. They did. They did. And we gave away all our all the prizes that we had as well. So, you know, that was really cool of people. My, my, my fingers were a little bit loose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just yeah. I couldn't I couldn't hold on to that Bret Hardy autobiography. No, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that was the real prize. Uh, I mean, if, if people haven't heard it for some reason, go and check out. It's um, it was on Phoenix FM, but it's, uh, last week, but now it's also on um, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. This, this is the beautiful thing as well. You're getting a double dose of nerd to know this week because you got the panel and you got this week's show. Yeah, which, exactly. So I suppose we'll, we'll we've talked we've talked about Dublin Comic Con now so many times the past week. Let's move on to. Let's let's move this kind of on to some new things. Can I just say uh, one? Can I just say one course, thing? Yeah, about, just say, um, it's the only it's the only con I've been at in a while where I actually didn't do anything because it was so busy and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So that I feel if again like and I feel bad for people who were there because I know some people it was the first con ever mm. and they're like saying oh it was very packed. I'm like yeah, I was actually I did some journalism afterwards, um, actual journalism, not like you know just journalism. And I actually did some investigation in it. And yeah, they were not expecting it to be as busy as it was. Kind of one of those things where it's like, whoa, let's go. The upside of this is, though, because they sold so much, they sold so many tickets, they pretty much made their money back, like a lot. So we're going to get, like, DCC isn't going anywhere, which is fantastic. Oh, no, they've we, already got the spring one planned. And, they do, yeah, they've announced guests as well. That's, they've already started rolling out guests. Yep. I can't remember who now was. Think of someone uh, from R- Ryan Hurst. Yeah. So it's about Yeah. 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 So, but th- there was um, like that convention center isn't cheap to rent. No. You know, and obviously when DCC was canceled like two or three times as well during the pandemic. So, I mean, it's great that they're that they're back and it's so successful. But holy heck, like it's uh, like how many deposits did they lose in the exactly, process? Exactly. So it is very very nice to see that they made that money back and they're they're stable again because a lot of places didn't do it. So, but again, for anyone who went, I mean, give it another go next year. Um, I don't think it's going to be that crazy again. But uh, it was still cool. I went in and I bought. So after the panel, before the panel, I bought a hundred euro worth of comics. I nearly missed. Our panel actually because I was downstairs at the comics. Some <laughs> kid was some kid was in the way. I'm like, move, kid. I'm trying to buy comics, and that's the most Dara thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> kind of out of my moment. way, puny child. No, I didn't want to do that because then you would just be the comic guy from Simpsons. Simpsons. And I was just like, no, I'll wait for him to finish. So I nearly finished. I nearly missed our panel because of that kid. So um, yeah. And you're saying that that doesn't make you the comic book guy. <laughs> It doesn't, because I mean, I had some consideration to be like, I, I, I won't push you out of the way. I'll, I'll wait. I also did manage to meet uh, Dan Fogler actually from Fanboys uh, afterwards, because I actually went around and did con stuff. After. Oh, was he still around on Sunday? I didn't know. Yeah, they were all around. Uh, even Mario, he was. There. Oh, I suppose they. Yeah, they were doing their signings, not. Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't doing their talks, obviously, but they were still doing their thing. So I went over and had a chat with him, and super nice guy. Mario, my friend, met Mario and met Queen Maeve. And I was just like, she's like, yep, I spent a lot of money. And then I realized why she spent so much money. I'm like, oh, you did spend a lot of money going to meet people because that adds up very quickly. Oh, that yeah. is an expensive mm. thing to do at cons, actually, is meeting people. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Or, get, or getting signatures anyway. It's like 50 euro pop. Yeah, that's Easy. why like when I was meeting people, I would pick like the one person I really wanted to meet the most. And that was the only person I would meet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that. It's not usually a thing I do at conventions. I don't really like meet any of the people because, you know, I just like the panels and you know usually artistally and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean I had to and I you know got a signed bit from fanboys and I was like, yeah, this is cool. So, 
Well, yeah, why, why meet celebrities when you could just meet, uh, meet a lovely artist? And this is my experience in that I met an artist, ended up talking to them about Final Fantasy fourteen, and now have their Final Fantasy fourteen online tag to play games with them. Nice. There you go. And that is only something that can happen at Comic-Con, folks. Um, but as I said, we've been talking about the con so much. Yes. We've, there, there's other things in the roster, yeah. like the movie that is absolutely sweeping the streaming nation right now. Batgirl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, we'll let you take Batgirl right now. This is the new Morbin time. <laughs> Morbius two and Morbius Boogaloo. Two. So I, I shelved. <laughs> so okay, so anyone who doesn't know, Batgirl was completely made, um, ready to go, and then all of a sudden shelved. Now here's why it was shelved. So do you guys know that Warner Brothers was bought by Discovery? Yes. Okay. That was, was recent enough. That, no. But uh yeah, it was one of the it was one of the big 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 mergers. So this is a big merger. This is like when WCW was bought by Time Warner, WCW the wrestling company, and then it killed WCW, right? So again, literally everything is wrestling. Um <laughs> so this is very, very similar where the new guy who took over Warner Brothers was like, I hate everything you're doing. I don't want to do this. So we're gonna you know, make money. So basically, <laughs> all the stuff that Warner Brothers is doing and DC. By the way, DC Comics no longer called DC Comics. It's called DC, which you know what makes way more sense because DC Comics, Detective Comics, Comics is a yeah. stupid name. <laughs> People are Fair. upset by it. I'm like, it's a stupid name. No, no, you're right. for a second name. there. I thought you were going to tell me they were named something else entirely, but no, you're that's that's fair. That, I kind of liked sense. it though. It's fun to say um, Detective Comics, Comics. Yeah, I know, but saying it, the saying that's fine. But saying DC Comics is really it, stupid. It makes like, it it makes it sound like it's somebody named Detective Comic, <laughs> and it's his comics. <laughs> but so DC.com is the new name now and the new brand for DC Comics, right? Mm. Um, which again, I can't believe that took them that long. So it seems like your man is coming in. He's like, right, all the stupid stuff that we do here, we're getting rid of it. No, it well, no, like, do you not do you know the reason why it was like it was shelved? This isn't like this wasn't a preference thing for. So- I don't know the logistics of it, but somehow shelving that movie and writing it off, they managed to get a tax break that they judged to be worth more than the yeah. actual foot, like I more ha- than I the worth of the price of production and any sales they'd make back. So I haven't got, I haven't got there yet. Kevin. Okay. Uh, I'm getting there. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're too so, eager. You're too eager. You're too eager. That's part I, of it. I, sorry. Sorry that I just think that that's insane. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. So there, basically, he came in and he's been hacking his way through a, ben- a bunch of things, removing stuff mm. off. A lot of this, as well, came to the absolute disaster that was HBO Max. Um, basically, deciding to put movies on there, which got them sued in certain places as well, and also caused a lot of controversy, particularly with the Matrix, because they released mm. the Matrix the same day, which caused piracy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this guy basically is like, "We're gonna fix things, no matter what." Right now, with Batgirl. So not to bury lead, Batgirl. Um, it was supposed to be the next one in the the DCEU, right? It it looks terrible, right? So bad that I really want to see it because it looks like the worst thing ever. From a production <laughs> standpoint, Batman looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume. Batgirl looks like she's wearing a worst Halloween costume, and the casting the cast is a bit weird. Although I do, I do want to see Michael Keaton Mac and things, right? Was this the one with Brendan Fraser as Firefly? This is the one yep. with Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Oh, I would have loved that. Yeah, I would have loved it too. So here's the reason. So Kev is right. 
So it cost 100 million to make, right? Now, do you guys know how movies work? Like profits? That's a loaded question. No, like the actual way a movie is profitable. Do you know how they figure it out? It's it is it a projection from the initial box office sales or am I kind of right? Yeah. So for a movie to be profitable, it needs to make its money back and then marketing. So marketing. So if mm. a movie costs 50 million, marketing costs 50 million, it will cost 100 million. So it needs to make at least 100 million to make its money back and then 2 million to be profitable. Right. Yeah. So or 200 million to be profitable. So this this cost 100 million. Marketing would have been 100 million. It would have had to make 200 million back to break even and 400 million to be profitable. Okay. Mm. This thing was not making 400 million. This thing <laughs> was so bad, apparently, it, they said it would have damaged the franchise. That is what they have said. Believe it or not, on the test screening, back this up where it said it's 30%. Which is really Which saying something, really considering what DC's been putting in, had, yeah. had put out. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but then again, this was when DC was run, run by Warner Brothers and he just didn't mm. care. They're like, yeah, make whatever you want. to. Yeah, you want to make that go for it. So people are freaking out because Batgirl had like, you know, all these diversity things in it, which is like fine. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to put this to you guys, right? Are you more upset that they got a hundred grand tax write-off <laughs> or that they canceled a bad movie? It's like, that's yeah, the tax write-off is kind of the crazy thing. But it's also that like, just like what I feel bad for are the production team, are the people yeah. that worked on this movie that just like how the, you can like, how you can just write and produce a whole movie and then suddenly be like, told, no, that's going to go on a shelf and nobody's ever going to see it. But this has happened. This has happened to the Fantastic Four. Can we can we just take a moment to acknowledge all of the memes that will never be made? See, Katie, yeah. you read my mind. That's why I want to see this movie. Yeah. It's probably the greatest thing. It's probably like every, a meme a minute. Like I can just from the costume alone, you can tell like, it well, was... Won't Maybe. somebody please think of the memes? <laughs> I mean, that's I, it. There, there's absolute validity in a terrible movie that we should still get to see. I don't care if they spend a hundred million on advertising; just put it on something. Yeah, I mean, what, it's like, al- it's already made. It's good to go. What's the harm? See, the harm is that it will damage the brand. And probably here's the thing: it will probably kill comic movies. That's what they're saying. They're saying it's actually that bad. Okay, Which makes but me that just makes me want to see it more. It makes me want to see it more too. But I'm like, <laughs> how bad, how like tone deaf could the, this have been? Because apparently, what, what it was, is it like, Batgirl? It's Morbin time. <laughs> like it was written by apparently someone, someone who did a couple episodes of Miss Marvel, right? Which I haven't seen the show. Kev, you said it was good, but I watched the first episode of Miss Marvel and I just couldn't. It was yeah, it was it was like beyond cringe. So apparently, that's what the movie's like. I really like Miss Marvel. Yeah, I think so, it's very, I think it's very sincere, and I really enjoyed the journey of it. So, so Kev would probably be a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, probably. I just, I, do you know what? Do you know what? I just couldn't listen to her say "cosmic" anymore. Oh, did, did you say it loads of times? She says "cosmic" so much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Look, and the thing about it is, I don't know who it was written by, but apparently, it's not a good writer either. Uh, <laughs> he did one or two comics, but here's the thing: Batgirl as a comic, and this is probably based on the New Fifty Two, right? The run itself wasn't bad. Gail Simone's run, pretty decent. Goes off the, the, the rail a little bit at some points, but then kind of comes back around. 
I just don't know who this was really for. Because, I mean, they brought back Michael Keaton and they brought back Brent. No, Brent Evie likes Brendan Fraser, but they brought back Michael yeah. Keaton and they wanted to kind of tie it to the Justice League and the Snyderverse, right? No one who likes the Snyderverse would like this movie. It's it's weird. Now, what they should do is they should have this as an Elseworld where you're like, hey, Batgirl, Elseworld, drop it on a streaming service, release it in Walmart for five bucks. I'd buy it. And laugh my ha- laugh my head off because it'd probably be hilarious, but yeah, that's why it was shelved because one you can get a tax write off, but this happened in nineteen ninety four with um Fantastic Four. So Fantastic Four, the rights were owned by Fox since the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, the way rights work is if you don't make a movie or something from the rights, you lose the rights. I think every twelve years, right? So you have to constantly make garbage. <laughs> just to say I've made the garbage here's the garbage right so this is this is the same with Superman it's the same with Batman it's or but specifically with different contracts that's why they do it but Fox holding on to the Fantastic Four they had to make something which is why a Fantastic Four movie comes out every couple of years yeah or gets made every couple of years for this reason up until Marvel bought, got them back so this was made written shot produced everything and it's set in a shelf for years now i actually have it because it's on the internet but it's a great documentary called um you know the the, the fantastic four movie or uh roger corman's fantastic four movie and that's great it's also on amazon prime and i actually go through it a lot they actually initially wanted tr- like trauma directors to make it because they're like we don't care how much it costs like we don't want this to make any money so i think everything the whole thing cost a million dollars and that's oh, i've seen oh i've seen the clips everything is made out of styrofoam, styrofoam it's yeah. wonderful <laughs> so it's kind of but here's the thing so adjusted for inflation that would probably be what maybe like 15 million maybe that's a lot of far cry from 100 million mm. now i have now my favorite part about batgirl right that i've seen the stunt driver is like a kind of chubby white guy for batgirl <laughs> Amazing. Like, I mean, you can't, it's like, you can't make it up. He has a mustache. <laughs> it's, like, all, all, like, it's, it's just, like, when you're mentioning Fantastic Four, it's just like, they say it's a movie so bad at the time, comic book movies. We live in a post fan four stick world. Like, that, that movie, I mean, that, that is a bad movie on every equitable level. <laughs> it is, but it's not tied to anything. I mean, it's just kind of there. This would actually be in the canon of oh, Snyderverse. DC, DC's canon has been loose at best. <laughs> I know, but for example, the Joker can exist on its own thing, right? But the mm. minute you start bringing in Michael Keaton's Batman and start bringing in... Um, who's the guy that played... Uh, Ron, not Simmons. What's the name? J.K. Simmons? J- yeah, exactly. When you start bringing him in, you tie it all together and then you can... If the movie doesn't perform... I mean... Here's the thing with Batgirl, right? She's okay. And the character was all right. But I mean, I don't know what they were trying to do. Like, it's like you don't have a like you have a Batman, but you don't have Nightwing. And it's just like there's there's a way to make this movie. And it seems like they weren't doing it. I mean, I don't know what they were trying to do, but it failed. And it's a hundred million failure, which I really want to see. Genuinely. So let you know, they said release the Snyder Cut. I release Batgirl. Release the bots. That's <laughs> justice for Batgirl. Justice for Batgirl. Because that's that's another. I don't think I, I I I I might have missed a show. Did we cover that as well? Which 
the that, bots that, for the Snyder Cut. Oh yeah, all uh, most of them are bots apparently, right? Yeah, no, that was not a fan aid thing. That was bots. <laughs> but here's the thing: as we learned from Elon, it looks like most of Twitter is bots anyway. So I mean, shock horror. But like shocking all, oh, yeah. Everyone kind of knew it's very easy yeah. to make a Twitter bot, folks. Couple of lines of code and the credentials, and boom, there you go. And suddenly you have a fan out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the way it is, you know. But anyway, so that's the whole story of how, why Batgirl's photo has been shelved. And again, I'm, you know, we missed out on Morbius basically, like a, a fan level event like Morbius. I don't know. It could be a whole publicity thing because it's getting a lot of attention right now. Yeah, I look, as I said, it's if you're going to def- like there's one hand going right. Well, you, sh- you should just release it. Right. Which I believe you should. People sticking up for it for because oh, it, it's I don't know. I, I take a movie on, on its on its um on its merits. For example, Morbius. Morbius is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but the memes are great and a meme can save it. So even if the movie's terrible, memes can still save it. So, you know, because here's the thing, you know, if it had a released, everyone would have said how awful it is, except for like, like five people, Kev being one of them, probably. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> but everyone else would have enjoyed the memes. Now, here's the crazy thing. Did you guys hear about Ezra Miller? Yes. Yeah. Like, how is that Flash movie still in production? Ezra Miller's in jail or being arrested now. He's been they, arrested a few times yeah, at but this I think, point. But I think he's going to jail, Jed. He's not getting away with this time. Like this prison. Time. Uh, can, yeah, can prison. I, listen, they're, they're a terrible person. Can I just correct they, their pronouns they them? No, not anymore. They used to. They, really? They, they, yeah, they went back on it. You're 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 way far behind. Damn. <laughs> you're way far behind. Um, listen, I'll, I'm, a, I'm out here to vilify people for change. Like, you know, attack, punching people in Hawaii and stealing children. But, oh, that's <laughs> far behind. Yeah. Oh, I am okay. Yeah, I have not caught about this story in a while. <laughs> There's something else to happen there during oh, the week. God, like, so, something about a Canadian person, right? Canadian oh person. God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ezra Miller. What, I don't know what what's going on with with that person. Wild, just wild. Like it's it's crazy. But I just don't know how the Flash movie still happening. Like the Flashpoint. I don't think you can just not release it. And I don't think you because he like there's two parts played by Ezra Miller in this. There's two flashes in it. And also, how can you catch them to actually film? Apparently, they're on the cops. I I thought that the the Flashpoint film had been kind of put on hiatus for now. I don't know. Like they spent they spent so much time promoting it, and it is kind of it's like Batgirl wasn't a tenpole movie. It was just a movie that's coming out. This is one of DC's tenpole. Hmm. So, I mean, like, I don't think you can cancel it. You know, like, you'll pretty much just kill their entire thing they're trying to do. But then again, like, apparently Amber Heard is in Aquaman 2 briefly, but they've greatly reduced her role. Yeah, it's very hard. Once you have a contract with someone, it's very, very hard to get out of that if they Mm. don't want to get out of it. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, it's like... (laughs) Because if you did try to go back and like edit out Ezra Miller, right, that's going to be that's probably 100 million right there to actually like CGI in someone else's face. Someone else. Yeah. You know, like CGI is incredibly expensive. So you'll end up with that weird CGI like you did in the first cup super of uh, Justice League where they, you know, left to, had, you know, had the mustache edited <laughs> out. <laughs> 
Apparently that cost 40 million to do that. Just to get rid of a mustache. Just to get rid of a mustache. It's like because uh, Henry Cavill couldn't shave because of uh, most impossible fallout. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, guys. Like, I, I want to see Flashpoint, but I'm also like, I don't want to. Ezra, Ezra Miller probably should be in jail for like a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But again, trying to keep up with that story, what they are and who they've assaulted apparently is very difficult. Allegedly. Allegedly assaulted, but it also, just keeps getting crazier and crazier. It's crazier and crazier, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how the police don't have enough to, or how DC even aren't 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 able to be like the optics of this look really bad. But like, surely it would be a breach of contract as well, you know? Like, surely there would be some loophole. I don't know, guys. I don't see choking you know, an Icelandic person in this contract. No, I think. but I mean, like, allegedly, the, the fact that, allegedly. like, if, if you if you are going to prison, you know, that surely that would be a breach of contract because you've basically incapacitated yourself and made yourself unable to work. That's fair. Very possible. Yeah. No, like, it's it's weird. It's 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 very strange. And it's very strange that, like, DC are just not, like, acknowledging it at all well no that that's kind of i can see from their point of view mm. they you know don't say anything to make it worse yeah yeah it's it just seems like ezra miller is making it worse by themselves <laughs> you know like i saw the arrest footage and i was like i don't even know what to what to say here and then they they release con 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 uh conflicting claims or whatever it, it's wild but Oh, sorry. Um, I just didn't even think they were that great as the Flash, to be honest with you. But I don't know, hire somebody else. Just you know, reshoot it or whatever. But then again, they're supposed to come out April next year. April twenty twenty three. It's not coming and, out. April. Hey, like, you know, coming out the, like listen, like Ezra Miller related. You know, look, look at the objectively bad Fantastic Beast movie. I think we are on our fifth Grindelwald. <laughs> That's true. That's actually a very just, good. Point. Just recast them. <laughs> Well, I mean, Ezra Miller was in that whole series. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, again, objectively bad movies. <laughs> yeah, no, they're. But really maybe bad. you take a take a page out of that. It's crazy. Um, I, I didn't even realize those uh, Grindelwalds were related. Oh, actually, and also, uh, it was Grindelwald because Johnny Depp. Who was the first one? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Well, Colin. if if you want to go back. Uh, Jamie Cavill Bauer was in the original set of movies. He was, yeah, he was in the Deathly Hallows. One of them. He li- he literally jumped out a window, and that was it. Yeah, but he's uh, he's in he's in the Fantastic Beasts as well, isn't he? Is he? I don't think I think, he is. I think he is as like a flashback. I don't know, but I think that was I think that was the Harry Potter movies. Nah, maybe uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he makes an appearance, but but I don't he's know. he's what I consider Grindelwald zero. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have Colin Farrell. And then they have Kyle Farrell. Then and it was then Johnny Depp. Then Johnny Depp. And now Mads. <laughs> like, listen, these, these movies simply can't go on. I think they're still set to because Fox... No, is... they're not even good. Is, is it Warner Brothers? That's still Warner Brothers. Because Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers are yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing. As bad as Marvel can be, and Marvel have released some terrible stuff legitimately, <laughs> at least it's like they don't have any, like, crazy people or criminals there. <laughs> No, it's like what's going on? Like, so, like, and here's the thing: if your man from if your man from Discovery is like, right, we're gonna clear this up. I think it was a long time coming. They probably are like, we like money, but we also, you know, need to get this sorted. Imagine, imagine someone, imagine you're running a business, Kev, and someone's like, right, 
here's the movies you have coming out. They're they're all arrested. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> or they've all done something horrible. What do you do? Well, I look at I look at Disney and Hulu who have released a good movie. And I think we should talk about a good movie for a change. Go on, what's a good movie? Uh, a good movie that has been getting a lot of press recently is the recently released Prey. Uh, oh, it's yeah. on Disney Plus here, and I think it's Hulu over in the States. Right. Um, it is a Predator sort of prequel. I think just it's, canonic. It's 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 a it's a Predator movie. A, a Predator set. story, like I think it's, it's best. It's, way. Yeah, it's a Predator story set, you know, years, hundreds of years before modern Predator. Yeah, it's it's set in a kind of mid-colonial, uh, na- like still native settled America, right? Um, where just the entire premise is a predator just lands next, like next to this um, uh, K- Comanche tribe. Comanche, I couldn't remember the name. Comanche tribe, and it, it, and then predator movie ensues. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, like it's it's. I have a deep affection for a movie that is simply an hour and a half and does oh, its carnage. single job. And that's it. Like it, it, it has deeper layers that you can read into it. Like, cause the, like almost as a kind of, as a, I suppose a twist to the series, if you want to call this a twist, the year 2022, but it is a female led movie. And there is a struggle. There is a story about, you know, uh, this, this woman struggling under a patriarchal society, but then also fighting a predator. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think I so I haven't seen it, so I'm not gonna comment much beyond this. But I will say that it's made by the director of Ten Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. which is genuinely it's the, the best Cloverfield. Oh, it's a, it's a great movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So I mean that it has that going for it. Um. It looks cool, but again, no, I, it's, haven't, I haven't. It's seen just it. a tight movie. Like, like you like you watch it. Uh, like it's one of those movies where you watch it and it feels like 20 minutes have passed. Yeah, like, it is just tight. It comes what it does, what it needs to do, and it's gone. And like that said, there are you know a very small handful of I would say uh, plot points that didn't really make much sense, but you know it does the job. And if they make more movies like that, I think they're on the right track. That's I think Predator. I think it's good. I think like Predator is a sort of thing that will work if it's just that sort of like mm. set like just time period, like almost period piece storytelling. Of yeah. just thre- just pick a point in history that was pretty interesting as set dressing, and then yuck a predator in. Like. Yeah, it, it's pretty much and, like Assassin's Creed. It's what they do in Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. To be fair, I think the predator design for the feral predator has been my favorite so far. Like he just looked great. Oh yeah, oh, there was he, a, he, there was kind of like I liked the kind of the bone mask the he kind of had. Mask, yeah. yeah, yeah, he just looked great he moved was it. really well it was it was just it was beautiful one like the visual design and it was great i i don't think it was a thing in the original but the fact that this predator has that kind of just like stark neon blue blood i thought that that looked awesome like there it was such a like just a just a it was such a bright like visual element mm-hmm. especially in, like the darker scenes that just really lit the place up it was awesome i really really enjoyed it uh, like, you know, it might not be canon to what Schwarzenegger did, but like, it doesn't have to be. We're talking about alien hunters, like. <laughs> uh, talking about Native Americans fighting an alien, like, what more do you want? Yeah, no, like, full, okay, full disclosure. I 
Well, I half watched this movie while I was reading Final Fantasy XIV Dungeons. <gasps> so like, For I, shame. I, I, I because... caught most of it. <laughs> no, you have to give it the proper attention it deserves. I'll probably, watch it. I'll probably watch it again. Yeah, you got to watch it. And Dari, you got to watch it. It's to be fair, wonderful. in my defense, I was reading a dungeon I think I have rated several hundred times at this point. So I was about, I was a solid like 70, 30 in attention split. <laughs> I just had to focus on making sure my rotations were doing okay. Most of my attention was on prey. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of times in that movie where I just went, ooh, <laughs> and you know that that's what you want from that kind of movie. It's just it was beautiful yeah like, no like nothing else even like this okay the story you know has its place it's not a it's not a majorly strong story the the plot itself is kind it can be weak in places but like just visually just it was just beautiful <laughs> and i mean like i'm absolutely here for a movie that involves watching a bunch of french colonists get absolutely shredded to pieces yeah that's something i personally enjoy <laughs> Yeah, like like I will say for the main character, her whole struggle of I want to be a hunter, but everybody's laughing at me. It's like, well, you're not very good at hunting. Let's <laughs> let's be real here. You know, you keep saying I can hunt, I can hunt. And it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> you can trap. You can't hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a place for a trapper as well, but you're going to have to move a bit more north than that because that's where the trappers are in Colorado. <laughs> well you know if the end of that movie is going to go by I think they're, they're probably going to go there but yeah no I, I don't want to see this like spun off into a whole sequel thing as if, if Predator just kind of go just sticks with a formula of get a get get a place put a Predator in it I'm going to be happy because I had no interest in this movie when I first heard it was a Predator prequel like, I, didn't, I didn't even know what it was oh no I, as soon as I saw the trailer I was just like yeah I'm having that you know what's great though uh, Predator Hunting Grounds and that's pretty much the same thing where you're just it's one of the that the the asymmetrical uh, online play online yeah it's it's yeah. like dead by daylight but you're a predator it's actually very good well actually while just on the mention of dead by daylight have y'all heard about what they've done recently no i haven't played it in a while what? they have put out uh oh what's i have hold on while i get the name cuz they put out a, a new spin-off game a spin-off title no they haven't Called Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating simulator. Oh, wow. Where you get to date the monsters from Dead by Daylight. Oh, wow. Specifically, okay. specifically the original ones. <laughs> We're going to need more information. Uh, like, I, no, it, uh, that's all that, that's all it is. It's, it's a visual novel dating sim, but uh, you are at a beach resort dating the, uh, the original Dead by Daylight monsters. Okay, we may have to add this to our dating sim uh, roster. <laughs> for our, <laughs> for our Doki, Doki Doki Literature Club panel. Yeah, no, I haven't played it. I, I, frankly, I'm waiting for Louise to play it because she is the, like, dating sim expert i literally had to list i list, i say had to i thoroughly enjoyed it but listen to her basically give a ted talk on her favorite dating sims to a friend of hers the other day please tell me how to full boyfriend made the list no she's not a huge fan of she's not a huge fan of parody ones it's all very uh legitimate ones Excuse you. you know, how <laughs> full boyfriend is incredibly legitimate yeah just just the one thing i hope I, I suppose I kind of hope that because 
I I haven't played much Dead by Daylight, but I know like they started kind of gradually bringing in like licensed monsters, like the Predator, like Freddy Krueger, like had a Jason. Pyramid Head at one point, didn't they? Yeah, no, I think these are all like DLC characters that are probably you can probably still play with. Uh, so I, I like to believe that there is a that there is a universe not too far in the future where gradually they get added to the dating sim. <laughs> And oh, I can yeah. and I can date Jason in a thong. Yeah, I want to. Sl- hey, Thoughty Pyramid Head. Have you- yeah, I want to date me some Pyramid Head. My my friend, my one of my friends who is a massive Silent Hill fan has an absolute bug. Has an absolute bug in his butt about how Pyramid Head from Silent Hill Two just gradually ha- just gained a thicker ass. He as did. That's it. Just yeah. completely thottier th- Pyramid Head. Yeah, that booty. Hmm. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good booty. <laughs> Especially when it's a booty that uh that signifies the the anxieties of my dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like even because I've been watching the Orville lately, and the robot in the Orville has no right to have such a good butt. <laughs> like absolutely no right. It's a robot. Why is the robot thick? <laughs> We've come a long way since data. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's way more butt shots for this robot than there should be <laughs> they're always showing him from behind and it's just like mm. now do, do, do they proclaim to what purpose this robot was built for uh yeah so he was he's built by a race of robots who basically overthrew their creators so they were created to be kind of servants, slaves, if you if you want to call them. Hmm. Um, and they basically rose up, killed their creators, and then started creating more of themselves. And his sole purpose is he basically joins the, the, the Starfleet to just gather information on humanity and send it back to his people. With a with a with a juicy ass. With a juicy butt, yeah. He's he's dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We we've actually got still, still got some time left. So uh, you know, you, you, we are a panel of trackies. Uh I I don't know if Keen's watched it. I certainly haven't. Katie, how about you give us a you give us a pitch for the Orville? Yeah, so the Orville is it's basically to to kind of sum it up very quickly is it's like if Galaxy Quest and Black Mirror were kind of put next to one another and they sort of just, you know, congealed off a bit and created some kind of weird love baby. Um, right. You know, and it's also created and starring Seth MacFarlane. So take from that what you will. I'm assuming, like, my first guess is musical numbers. <laughs> um, I haven't seen any. There, now, later, I suppose in later series, there are... Um, there are some some I wouldn't say musical numbers, but like performances of people, you know, playing guitar and stuff. But okay. I haven't seen so it's it's kind of I've seen like some of season one, a little bit of season two, and then some of season three. So I actually need to go back and watch it properly. Um, but it it's just it's everything that I want from a space show, you know? Hmm. Like it just it it has like it has all of the best parts, in my opinion, from like Star Wars and uh, Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica, all this kind of stuff. Like, but it's it's delivered in a way that's, you know, it's funny, but then also they tackle a lot of very serious issues and they do it really, really well. Okay. 
Okay. So like there's there's an episode kind of um it's early enough in the series um and it's basically one of the characters is an alien from a race of all male an all male species and he lays an egg and you know because you know they can apparently mm. um and the egg hatches like all yeah yeah and well the egg hatches and it turns out to be female and then there's this whole ethical moral dilemma of you know, okay, the culture demands that we put this child under surgery to become male because we're an all-male species and we can't have females. Um, and then there's just the whole ethical dilemma of, you know, well, I don't want you to force my child to be a male, but she's going to be shunned if she grows up female, you know, and it's a whole, but it's done very, very well. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's, that's, it's, it's one of those kind of like, it like the concept of forced transitioning. Hmm to like forest transitioning to a certain gender yeah uh it's kind of one of those moral quantities you don't come up a lot with and kind of would be very specific to sci-fi hmm. interesting yeah no like i'd be intrigued to see like as i say if they handle it well that could just be kind of an interesting thought experiment i suppose mm-hmm. yeah no they, they they do have some some really good moments now like i said i need to actually go back and watch it in order <laughs> um but it's it, yeah it is it's just it's a lovely show it really is Hell yeah! Oh yeah! I like I I'm I'm currently kind of binging my way through Voyager, so yeah, I'm getting like, I'm I'm getting my I'm getting my space fill of yeah. uh, of and every I, couple of days watching Catherine Janeway say, "Screw it, let's literally dive straight into the heart of X star." She does that so many times in Voyager, <laughs> and it's excellent every time. Yeah, but like even like the the very first scene of the very first episode like Seth MacFarlane comes home from you know he's been off on a voyage or whatever he finds his wife cheating on him with an alien and he's like he's just like nope nope uh -uh, we're not doing this nope (laughs) and he just leaves and then like a year you know it skips by a year and it turns out that you know she's gonna be his first officer on the ship and he has to learn how to deal with that sitcom ensues yeah it's it's it is it's very well done i think like and even the way their relationship grows throughout the show is you know the fact that they they kind of try and learn to be friends even though there's this whole animosity and everything like it it's very well done okay Mm. okay i think it's you said it's on disney isn't it yeah disney yeah I'll definitely yeah i'll keep that in mind i think i'll uh i'll check that out when i've uh when i when i've had my fill of voyager yeah, that's fair. When you when you need a new space fix. When I yeah, when I, when I need more space to fill the space in my life. Yeah, I'm Listen, actually I'm, like I'm, 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 I've been trying my best to fill the void the expanse left. Bryn's yeah. not here, but but like Bryn, even Bryn, if... Bryn, you can bring Bryn, Bryn can hear me internally and is screaming that yes, everyone should watch the expanse. But, yeah. but like, even, even though I haven't seen it, you should watch the expanse. <laughs> Yeah, and like even just for the special effects makeup, like because you okay in the first couple of episodes you can tell it's kind of low budget, but it still looks really well. And then like up to season three, you can tell they've gotten a much bigger budget. But like even for the low budget, the special effects makeup is so good. Okay. Yeah, it's. Oh, really, you know, like really that's. Good. Oh yeah, like those. Like if if you have like a talented enough artist and just a good enough cinematographer, hmm. low budget special effects can look great. And actually, there's a whole bunch of like celebrity cameos as well. Like Liam Neeson appears for five seconds. Charlize Theron is in an episode. Patrick <laughs> Warburton, like Rob Lowe. They just kind of turn up randomly. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'd say that. I'd say that. It's like a ball. <laughs> yeah. It's good fun. Seth MacFarlane made it though, didn't he? Yeah. He's, so he, he made it and he's the lead character. Oh. <laughs> you don't so sound too sad. happy about so that. So sad. No, it's it's the sadness that gets me. <laughs> like you, like you know. Oh, I wouldn't call myself a big Sam McFarlane fan, and probably to try put me off the show, watching the show in general. There's just just a just a deep sorrow in that. Yeah. All I will oh. say is, don't judge it by Family Guy standards. Okay. Because that's like give it a chance. Like I, I, I see the thing about Seth MacFarlane. Like I. If, Family Guy, I went off it because it was just so mean, yeah, and mean spirited. American Dad is hilarious still, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty much just because of Roger, to be fair, yeah. Um, and I really, really like Ted one and two. So, but then Emilio Mace the Lion the West was awful, <laughs> so and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's very hit and miss. So, I'm like, but then again, yeah, this could be something good. I'm like, I'm gonna maybe my sorrowfulness is and isn't justified but i'm just like oh no how are you gonna ruin this whole concept <laughs> no i'll just say give it a chance because okay. it is like it is oh as i suppose as kian would put it it's a wonderful little show like well, it says that about everything it, no but it does have some <laughs> like this is coming from me the resident naysayer you know this is true yeah no, this, i think a strong endorsement is yeah. like I, I would look no disrespect to King because he's not here to defend himself. But an endorsement <laughs> from you, Katie, would be a much stronger endorsement than Keen, who thinks everything is wonderful. Which, to his credit, credit is great, but just don't know how he does it. Doesn't <laughs> narrow things down for us. Doesn't, because everything is wonderful, but that should be a panel I, we do. Literally yeah, everything is wonderful, described by Keen. Everything's wonderful. Yeah, I, I can think, get on board with that. I think, oh, we, could all, I think we could all do with a little bit of Keen's perspective. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, like, it's, I, I try to be a bit more uh less negative but um sometimes it just happens you know it's just it's sometimes just you just you, sometimes you just need to let the hate out i say <laughs> i don't even hate anything i just you know there's just it, you know there's only so much alcohol in the world you know <laughs> <laughs> that's fair you can only you can only you know you know drink, drink so much. sadness so much <laughs> no it's like I, I went to go see a band a couple of weeks ago um before i got covid again and when I could see my friend's band, they were great. And then there was a band on after them. And they were terrible. But the more I drank, the less I cared about it. <laughs> but by the end of the set, I was locked. And this was a four in the day. <laughs> so I was getting hammered. And I was just like, I remember texting my friend. I was like, these guys suck, you know. But I didn't realize how like loud I was. Because I was locked. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Matinee shows are fun. There's like, something. Do you know what though? Yeah. There's something so wholesome about getting drunk during the day. Yeah. Oh, day drinking. Day drinking is a wonderful pleasure of life. Yeah, it, it's it awesome. Felt, but it felt like not. It felt like not the day because it was a gig. It was because you're inside. Oh, still and dark. dark. Yeah. Well, you're inside. You don't know the difference. You're like one of the birds when you put the the cloth over them. <laughs> I think it's nighttime. You know? <laughs> So uh, yeah, no, that was fun. But uh, yeah, so that's th- you know that's- what? No, for, forget pray, forget the Orville. That's our one. Here's our one endorse- glowing endorsement for the show: day, day drinking. drinking. Kids, <laughs> try it home. If you survive uh, lockdowns, then you know it well. <laughs> but with that, uh, we are actually running out of time. Um, Katie, have you got anything to plug for us? Uh, nothing major, just still plugging away at my own balloon stuff and trying to get my acutely morbid website up and running again. 
so keep an eye out for that. I'll probably do like a big sale or discount or something. So please buy my stuff because I'm poor and need money. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell, gonna get a hell yeah for being poor. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, you can find me here pretty much every week and you can follow me over on Twitter at KevTalica94. And I'm going to leave it to Dara to spin us out with the, uh, the Nerds Know reps. Yeah, so again, if you're listening to us on Phoenix, I do my five FM, which you probably aren't because this isn't going on the radio. Uh, go over there to media.com. If this is your first show, please do like, subscribe, share the content. That makes a huge difference. Um, again, please do subscribe to the YouTube. We're going to start putting stuff up on YouTube again, which is cool. Um, because I have a computer that can do it again, Kev. Hell yeah, because it took so long that Got it more just, RAM. Yeah, well, no, I just I didn't have a computer for like three months. And then I just got out of the habit. Now everything works. So I'm like, cool, let's go do it. So YouTube's going to be back up again. We're going to be trying to go live. I'm trying to get the phone system back working again. Um, so we'll be able to do calls and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, Nerdtoknowmedia.com is where you can get all of our shows. All the links are there. And um, yeah, see you next week. See you next week. Alright, so you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland, how do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdstonemedia.com or phoenix92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Nerd to Know Media everywhere. Nerd to Know Media on Twitter. Nerd to Know Media Instagram. Nerd to Know Media on Twitch. Nerd to Know Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the cosplayers. At least then you can, like, I don't know. Don't say going on. Yeah, with you. You give me a fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. All I do is just believe in the Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 